cataract removal next Friday, but I, I've asked the surgeon and I've asked the surgical consultant, will I be okay by next Saturday morning? And they said, absolutely, I will be fine. No problem there. Um, it's November 28th. Oh my God, the, the year is really flying around here, really flying around. We were talking last week about pages 58, 59, 60. And on these pages, we are introduced to the 12 steps and we're introduced to this concept of rigorous honesty. What is it that we need to be honest about most of all? Not just cash register honesty, not just honesty in everything, because there are a lot of people who are very honest, forthright people that are dishonest with themselves about their condition. There are people that wouldn't steal from anybody. There are people that wouldn't cheat anybody. There are people that wouldn't say a bad word about anybody, but they're dying in this disease because they will lie to themselves when it comes to, do, am I a compulsive overeater? Do I have this disease? If I have a physical allergy to the food, meaning an abnormal adverse reaction to the food, beverage, or substance. In other words, when I eat chocolate cake, my reaction is not like a normal person. When a normal person eats chocolate cake, they get all the cake they want in a piece, maybe two at the most. When I eat chocolate cake, it gives me an instant physical reaction. It gives me an instant mental reaction that we call the effect. So it gives me a sense of ease and comfort. Dr. Silkworth tells us that we eat because the, we like the effect produced by food. He terms it as we drink because we like the effect produced by alcohol. Chocolate cake does something for me that it doesn't do for the normal person. It gives me this effect. It makes the world a beautiful, groovy, wonderful place. And that's what my brain is going for by driving me incessantly into the food. But the food also produces an actual physical craving for more of the same. And Dr. Silkworth calls this craving the allergy of the body. And I looked up this word allergy because when I first came in 41 years ago, and they kept saying to me, don't eat Oreo cookies, you're allergic to them. I'd say, that's not true. I've eaten thousands and thousands of packages of Oreo cookies. And when I eat an Oreo cookie, I don't break out in a rash. I don't start sneezing. I don't have itchy, watery eyes. So how could I be allergic to these cookies? When you say I am, I don't think I am. And I went home and I looked in a dictionary. Now there's a thing that nobody knows about anymore, a dictionary. I looked at it because we didn't have the internet in those days. I'm old. We didn't have the internet. And under this word allergy, like a lot of words, it had several different meanings. And one of the meanings of this word allergy fit me like a glove. It said an adverse abnormal reaction to a food, beverage, or substance. And if my reaction to candy, cookies, pizza, whatever it is, is harmful, that is adverse. And if it's abnormal, that means I'm allergic. My reaction to certain foods is harmful and abnormal, which means I am allergic 
to food, to certain foods, not all foods, to certain foods. I have an allergic reaction to that food, the beverage, or the substance. Before we begin today, and we're going to be on page 60, and we're going to start with being convinced. But before we get there, and I'll repeat that. If you didn't get it, I will repeat that. Before we get there, what I would like to review are the ABCs. We read them at almost every meeting that we attend, and yet so few of us spend the time to really look at what these ABCs are saying. And I feel better having a little bit of a review here. A, that we were alcoholic and could not manage our own lives. What does that mean that we're alcoholic? That means we have an allergy of the body and we have a twist of the mind. That means that we're alcoholic. And that's very important for me to remember. And I will forget it. I have a built-in forgetter and my built-in forgetter is called the mental blank spot. And the only way that I'm going to remember that I'm an alcoholic is to incessantly tell it to others other people, teaching them the big book, saying it so I can hear myself saying it. And that's why we introduce ourselves at meetings. Hi, I'm Harlan. I'm a compulsive overeater. So, not so that you'll know I'm a compulsive overeater, so that I'll know that I'm a compulsive overeater. And so that's why we do that. That's a lot of people ask, why do we say that? Why do we do that? Well, that's why. So we can remind ourselves that we are afflicted with an illness, not something that happened because of our neighbor, not something that happened because mom or dad or sister or brother or whatever. It happened because it happened. And that's it. My favorite title of any story in the back of the big book is Because I'm an Alcoholic. B, that probably no human power could have relieved our alcoholism. And the reason I like to review that is because it usually costs about $100,000 to walk into your first meeting of OA. The reason is you've got to go out and spend money on the pay in ways. You got to spend money getting hypnotized. You got to spend money sometimes having the urine of pregnant women shot up your keister. Yes, they used to do that years ago. They absolutely did. That's not something I made up. Lose weight with AIDS. Remember AIDS candy, A-Y-D-S? Remember all the Metrical and all these various products that were sold that were supposed to help a person lose weight. You got to buy a certain amount of that Chazerai. Chazerai just means garbage. You got to buy a certain amount of that Chazerai to, to, to real, realize it doesn't work for people like us. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, when I was scheduling my... Um, my cataract surgery, and boy, I'm having a hard time reading my big books this morning, so you're going to have to bear with me. Trust me, I really needed this, and I'm, I'm having a hard, anything smaller than an SUV is really hard for me to see. Um, so the bottom line, my advice to the young people, don't get old, just stop having birthday, and that's the end of it. But anyway, um, I was scheduling my surgery and the guy comes in and we start talking and blah, blah, blah. And, he, and I don't know how we got on the subject. Oh, he said, are you a diabetic? I said, no, miraculously, I'm not. 
And he said, what do you mean miraculously? I told him, you know, I used to weigh 700 pounds and blah, blah, blah. He says, oh, my wife's got everything you'll ever need. He says, you don't, you, you're, 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 you met the right guy today. He says, my wife is an actual weight loss specialist and she has uh, shakes and she has a lot of pills and she has a lot of things that you could really use. And if you could turn some of your other friends in there onto these products, I know you'd be doing them some good. And I said to him, well, those products, those pills, those potions, those things, uh, you know, may be fantastic, but for people like me, they're probably not going to work very well because we have an illness that only a spiritual awakening will alleviate. And he looked at me as if I was half raccoon and half alligator. He didn't know what to make of what he was hearing because he just didn't understand what I was saying. And I immediately understood, stop this conversation, stop this line of conversation conversation, Bill Wilson's voice came into my head and I heard him say, to those who understand, no explanation is necessary. To those who do not understand, none is plausible. So you are not going to make this little skinny eye surgeon understand what it is like to be a compulsive overeater any more than I could teach a goldfish how to play the saxophone. It's just not going to happen. So I stopped the line of conversation and I changed the subject back to the cataract surgery and so on. Now, when we look at this, that probably no human power could have relieved our alcoholism, I'm given to mentioning some names. And the reason I mention these names is to illustrate for us today that nothing like money, nothing like fame, nothing like success or failure or whatever is going to alleviate the situation. John Candy, Chris Farley, Karen Carpenter, Jackie Gleason, Fatty Arbuckle, William Howard Taft, the President of the United States, James Gandolfini, Mama Cass Elliott. These are some perfect illustrations of B that probably no human power could have relieved our alcoholism. Look at the people that I just named. They were at the top of their fields. They were at the top of their game. These were people that had the fame. They had the fortune. They had the accolades of their fellow human beings. They were living a life that many of us could only dream about living and yet compulsive overeater came compulsive overeating came and struck them down it struck them down Karen Carpenter was 34 years old she had the voice of an angel she died at 94 years old her enzymes her, the enzymes in her heart were so screwed up it just stopped beating. Mama Cass Elliot from the Mamas and the Papas of the 1960s. If you're too young to remember some of these people, and I'm showing my age here by mentioning their names, you can Google them. 
Mama Cass Elliot. She was at the London Palladium at about 400 pounds, about to go on, shoving a sandwich in her mouth and died. Mama Cass Elliot had the voice of an angel. Mama Cass Elliot had enjoyed the, the successes that rock and roll fame had given her. And yet, at a very, very young age, she was cut down and taken by this disease. This disease is a, a equal opportunity killer. This disease doesn't care that you have a family. This disease doesn't care who loves you and who you love. This disease doesn't care whether you're black or white or gay or straight, Jew or Catholic or Protestant. It doesn't care whether you're short or tall, smart or simple. It will take you and beat you down unmercifully and it will kill you in the most unmerciful manner imaginable. At least alcoholism and drug addiction often have the, the, the decency to take you out in one hunk. This disease is like getting kicked to death by a bunny rabbit. It's a slow process. It's death by a thousand cuts. And this disease is the most insidious way to live or die imaginable. But if we work the steps and leads us to see that God could and would if he were sought, then we can have a life that includes great abundance. We can have a life that includes people. We can have a life that includes the most wonderful love of any any love possible, the love of God and the love of ourselves. I don't hate myself anymore. I like me. And that's a lot because I hated me for decades and decades of my life because existentially I was convinced to the marrow of my bones that I was no goddamn good because I was fat. And where did I get this idea? I got it from my parents, even though they loved me. I got it from every adult in my environment with no regard for their profession and no regard for their standing in life. They were the people who convinced a little boy that he was no good, that no woman will ever want him, that no opportunity will be afforded him, that no good will ever come because he's fat. And if he only, if you only loved your mother, you wouldn't eat that way. And if only you loved your father, you wouldn't eat that way. And if you ever want to get a good job, you can't eat that way. If you ever want to get a girlfriend, you can't be fat. And they said something to me that was very, very true. They said, don't eat so much. You'll feel better. Oh, they were right. I felt anger better. I felt fear better. I felt jealousy better. I felt crushes on girls better. I felt like killing myself better. I felt like killing them better. I felt lots of things better. And as these feelings would burst to the surface inside of me, the only thing I could think to do was to get some candy, get some whatever, and shove it in my mouth. And for about 10 seconds, 
the world was a beautiful, groovy place. How unfortunate that it took as long as it took before somebody said to me, it's not your fault. You have an illness of the mind and an illness of the body. And whether you're six or 60, whether you're eight or 80, nine or 90, I am here to tell you that if you have this, it is not your fault. You have an illness of the mind and an illness of the body that only a spiritual awakening will conquer. So in keeping that in mind, that only a spiritual awakening will alleviate that desire for the food, we are now going to go to page 60, being convinced of these ABCs, we're going to start at the place on page 60 that says, being convinced we were at step three, which is that we decided to turn our will and life over to God as we understood him. Now, just what do we mean by that? And just what do we do? Step three is one of the two most misunderstood steps. The two most misunderstood are three and four, and the two most underutilized are two and 10. Wherever you see someone who identifies as a chronic relapser, you can bet your life that they're struggling with one, two, and 10, two and 10, two and 10. They may have the food down for quite a long time, sometimes weeks, sometimes months, but they're struggling with two and 10. They're not moving forward and utilizing those steps. They're feeling the feelings and trying to fight those feelings on their own using the most weak tool they have, their unaided willpower. And they're trying to stand in there and fight those feelings with their own power and they lose every time. And then they wonder why they are chronic relapsers. They're chronic relapsers because they're not working two and 10. They're just not doing it. So or they're not working one. The first require, okay, sorry. Yeah, the first requirement is that we be convinced that any life run on self-will can hardly be a success. Do I believe that? Is my life run my way? Is it successful? No, it's not. So that I have to be convinced that my life run on self-will is not a success. I may have pockets of success, I may have certain pockets where I'm doing okay, but on the whole, my life run my way, my will is not going to be a very successful life at all. It is going to be a life of depravity. It's going to be a life of shame. It's going to be a life of guilt and remorse and horrifying thoughts when I catch myself in a store window or I catch myself in a mirror or I see myself in a picture. I'm going to be traumatized at what I actually look like because because my, de my denial mechanism is so strong, I can take a picture of myself at 550 pounds and I can see a young Sean Connery or a young Paul Newman or a young uh, uh, Robert Redford. And that's what I look like in my mind's eye, but I don't look that way in reality because I have a mind that lies. 
I have a brain that is a liar. I don't see the reality of the situation. So it's very important being convinced, being convinced of what? That my life run on self-will can hardly be a success. And I am convinced of that. Okay. On that basis, we are almost always in collision with something or somebody, even though our motives are good. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. The road to hell is paved with good intentions means I have the best of intentions until you come across one of my basic instincts and you circumvent my ambition for something that I'm sure would make me wonderfully whole, or you're trying to take something away from me that I do not want to give up. Let me repeat that. I am joyfully a member of the world and everybody is my sister and brother. And I wanna buy the world a Coke and I wanna sit by the fire and sing Kumbaya with everybody until your instincts are in collision with mine. You're trying to take something away from me that I do not want to give up, or you are in my brain, you are trying to deny me something that I think would make me whole, and I'm reaching for that thing, and you are perceived by me as standing in the way. And when that occurs, when that occurs, I didn't say if it occurs, when that occurs, you are going to incur my anger, my fear. I'm going to strike out at you and you are going to retaliate, creating pain and suffering for me. And in so doing, you are going.